Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. So, Mark, I thought that we could do um, maybe like riff on some of our blog posts that no one ever read, and maybe they'd be more fun as podcasts. My mother's read every one. Actually, my mother hasn't, come to think of it. My father has. <laughs> See, even your mother will not read your blog <laughs> posts. What does that say about you? <laughs> From Offscript Media, this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. I'm Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. We're doctors who just happen to be close friends and we're ready to answer the vital question, should you chill out or freak out? Hey everybody, today we are going to talk about one of our least favorite places to be and probably yours as well, and that is the emergency room. We don't like being there as patients. We really don't like being there as doctors, although we are all the time. And we want to give you some practical advice on what to do if you think you need to go to the emergency room and how to have the most efficient and effective and high yield visit if you do end up there. Yeah, obviously it's very scary to go to an emergency room. Uh, so, but we, you know, you definitely, especially with what's going on in the world now with COVID, uh, if you do have a symptom and you're not feeling well and you're pretty sick and need to get immediate attention or quick attention, please go to the emergency room. Don't be afraid of going to the emergency room because you cannot ignore your non-COVID or perhaps COVID symptoms and you should be able to just get there and get the care you need. So let's let's talk a little bit more about that right from the start, when you should actually go uh, in the first place to an emergency room. Clearly, if you think your life is in imminent danger, You've got to get to the emergency room ASAP. Or you're with somebody who like blacks out and doesn't, you know, recover pretty quickly. Uh, you're with somebody who just does not look well. You know, call nine one one to get them to the emergency room. Right. So abnormal breathing, altered mental status, severe chest pain, shortness of breath, uh, a major physical injury of some kind bleeding that is profuse and not stopping, you know, those, those are major reasons to get to the emergency room and, and just use your judgment. Altered mental status in terms of confusion, which also then can go with like weakness on one side of your body with slurred speech. Um, but people might think altered mental status could be just like all of a sudden somebody is like espousing Republican ideals, right? Oh, geez, Mark, you had to go there. We didn't even make it two minutes into the episode. <laughs> No, this would be a sudden change in mental status. So, so someone out of nowhere screams, build a wall, build a wall. Somebody out of nowhere is confused and garbling their speech, or they're just not speaking normally or acting normally. Or as you say, if they have sudden onset weakness or numbness in any part of the body that you know doesn't get better after a minute or two, uh, those are all definite emergencies. And again, it's impossible to cover every possible scenario that can require you to go to the ER. But if something abruptly changes and you're scared and uh, you think that your life could be in, in jeopardy, get to the emergency room, obviously. Yeah. To be honest, the best thing to do, you know, especially just these days, is to avoid the emergency room if you can. Right. And it's probably easier to go through scenarios where you probably do not need to go to the emergency room. And you can instead go to something like an urgent care center or even just call your primary doctor and make an appointment to see them. 
Yeah, so those are two things. One, you could also call your regular doctor and explain this, what your symptoms are and see if your doctor tells you to either come into his or her office, go to an urgent care center, or go to an emergency room. But, you know, I wouldn't sit around four hours waiting for the doctor to respond if the doctor doesn't call you back. But a lot of places have opened up these walking clinics, these urgent care clinics, right? Right. So if you don't think your life is in immediate danger... Uh, let's say you twisted your knee or you hurt a different joint sort of acutely and you think it might be broken or sprained or something, or if you have a sore throat, or if you've had a headache for a couple of days that you know isn't severe, uh, but it isn't getting better either, uh, or maybe you think that you could have the flu and I don't know, you want to get a flu test or something like that, where again, it's, you can't ignore it, but at the same time, your life isn't in danger. An urgent care center can be a great place to go because your wait time is going to be shorter. And they're going to, if they think they need to, they'll call an ambulance or send you to the emergency room in a cab. I had a patient who was having acute abdominal pain that radiated to the bottom right of the abdomen. And she went to walk downstairs in her building to an urgent care center and that was like at noon. Like you have appendicitis. Yeah, she had appendicitis actually. And they had her at Cornell ER and she actually had her surgery by like 4 p.m. You know, so again, urgent care centers are trained, usually physicians and nurse practitioners who will actually be able to help triage, you know, if you do need to go to an emergency room. So let's say that you do decide you need to go to the ER and you end up there. A couple tips for having a good visit uh, that gets you what you need and uh, allows for a reasonable time frame. Number one, just know yourself, know your history. So please, in the time that you're taking, sitting in the waiting room or, or waiting for them to come see you. What if you're unconscious? <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, if you're unconscious, you're not going to be using any tips from this episode. Do you want to give some tips to unconscious people? No, no, no. But Chris has a really good point. Bring a family member or a friend if you can. That's usually helpful. If you can't find one, then don't delay. Get to the emergency room. You could text them to maybe meet you there. But it's always good to have somebody with you as your patient advocate. But what Chris is also saying, if you take medication, see if you have like a list of them or while you're in the waiting room, write down a list so that you don't forget anything. Right. If you can, you know, if you're not in excruciating pain and you're awake, if you do have some time, just try to collect your history and organize a little bit on the medications you're taking, the allergies that you have, past surgeries and when you had them, uh, any past medical issues that you can think of, just so that when the doctor comes, you can move very efficiently through all that and, and get straight to sort of the acute problem at hand. Actually, you could talk about it even now, just as you're listening to this or after the podcast, preemptively on your iPhone or what kind of phone you have under notes, you could just put like your doctor's name and phone number. So if the ER, if the ER needs to get some questions or get an old EKG or something, uh, they'll have it at hand. You could have like a list of your medications, a list of your allergies and a list of your family history and, uh, and uh, surgical history. So you could even just have it preemptively on, on your phone, right? Right. So to the extent possible, try to be organized, be ready, and think about the symptoms that you've been having and think about the story that you're going to tell about them and try to sort of think about the things that you're likely to get asked, like when the symptoms started and exactly what you're experiencing and if you've ever had anything like this before and what you've tried and what makes it better and what makes it worse. Those are the kinds of things that you're going to be asked. And so it's helpful to have thought through them a bit in advance. But a lot of times you might end up waiting a long time in the emergency room, Yeah, which is why before we were saying to go to an urgent care center, maybe the wait is less, less of a wait and you might be seen quicker. Yeah. So the emergency room by definition and necessity has to see people in the order, not in which they arrived, but in the order of the acuity of their problems. So, remember when you stubbed your toe and you were so pissed that they kept taking in all these people with a, remember I took you to the yard and you were like screaming, you were yelling at everyone that how come that person with the stroke and the heart attack and the 
Vom- vomiting up blood is seen before you and your your hangnail. I think this might be a fever dream that you're remembering. <laughs> I don't think that was me. But Dave, definitely, they're going to put you in order of how sick you are. So there's no principle of fairness, really, other than that the sickest people will be seen first. And and so if you're sitting there waiting for a really, 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 really long time, it might be a sign actually that you don't need to be in an emergency room and you could go to an urgent care center because you're going to keep getting bumped to the bottom of the list to be seen. Uh, on the other hand, if you really feel like there's something happening to you that is horrible, that might be a time to advocate for yourself and say, hey, I'm having this or that symptom and it's really severe and I think it needs attention and no one has talked to me in the past hour. You know, th- there are times where sometimes you do have to ad- advocate for yourself. But yeah, remember that show Northern Exposure? Remember that guy in Alaska? He was a doctor. Did you know that in that show, it was a Columbia University med school graduate? I know. He used to wear uh, the ring, which, by the way, I think the ring was the wrong color. It used to piss me off. The ring? Yeah, like he had the Columbia ring. Like You know, people used to, when they finished college or med school, used to get themselves a silly ring or whatever and spend all their money. I thought that was when you played on a sports team. <laughs> You're supposed to give it to your new love? Yeah. I never got a ring of any kind. Yeah, it used to drive me crazy that the school color was wrong. Just like that other show, Scrubs. Wasn't there another show, Scrubs? They always showed an x-ray in the introduction. The x-ray was backwards. It drive me crazy. Did you notice that? I always thought it was just highlighting the silliness of the show. Like, hey, hey, we even look at our x-rays backwards. Crazy hospital. You mean that's what it was supposed to be? I didn't even pick that up. I don't know. I I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they have medical consultants on these shows. Clearly, they might not have. So be nice in your waiting room. But if you really aren't feeling well, please nicely go up to the charge nurse uh, and say, listen, I know I'm waiting and something, but my symptoms are getting worse or blah, 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 if your symptoms are getting worse. Okay. So the creator of Scrubs says that they intentionally put the x-ray backwards at the beginning to highlight that the new interns were inexperienced. Well, oh, really? Well, then don't you think in the introduction they should show that and have someone flip it back? Like, they, it just wasn't communicated well, sort of like this probable podcast today. Yeah, there was actually an episode where at the very end someone came and flipped it over and said, that's been bothering me for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So should we get back to our surviving the emergency room, our brief guide? You don't want to reminisce about Scrubs for another 20 minutes? I actually never really watched it after I got so annoyed by the introduction. <laughs> you never made it about So yeah, so you were saying be prepared to wait and be nice also. I mean, there's a very fine line between self-advocacy and rudeness. And if you are just unloading on people, you know, asking to see a manager, so to speak, in the ER, that is not going to go well for you. You really... Um, are not going to yell and berate yourself to getting medical attention that is unwarranted uh, because people do that all the time. Everyone in the ER is having the worst day of their lives, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes including the doctors and nurses there. And so everyone's in a bad mood. It's just a slightly hostile place to be. And you're having a fit uh, you know, because your minor problem isn't being seen in a prompt manner because other major problems are being dealt with is not going to help you at all. No. Let's take a two-second break. We've been talking for a long time. Let's let's give people... We don't, we don't have that much to talk about after all this. We have to take a break, Mark. It is written into the laws of podcasting. <laughs> a break is required. Sit down, close your mouth, take a break. We'll be right back. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back. Oh, sorry, go, you go. No, welcome back. We're, we're talking about the emergency room and how to have a successful visit there if you must have one. First of all, there's a lot of times where you don't need to go to the emergency room and you might be better off at an urgent care or just making an appointment to see your doctor. We've talked about the fact that emergency rooms are by definition triaging and ordering people uh, based on how sick they are. So this isn't like waiting for a table uh, at a restaurant. This is waiting for life-saving resources and there's limited resources. The doctor's time is a limited resource. So the people who are sickest and most in need of that resource are gonna get it first. Uh, we strongly, strongly recommended that although it's important for you to advocate for yourself and if you feel like you have a really severe life-threatening problem that isn't being tended to, you know, you should tell someone, but you should not become rude. You should not become angry. Yelling is not going to help anything. Everyone there is sick. Everyone there is having a horrible day, just like you, and it's just going to make things worse. Yeah, uh, but just as an aside, just we all have to realize these: the nurses, the ward clerks, the receptionists, the doctors, the physician assistants. They really do have a really hard job in the emergency room. Granted, that is their job, but you know they could also be having a hard day. Uh, people sometimes are scared and mean to them and scream at them, and so you know. Basically, not that you're going to care so much when you're having acute abdominal pain and vomiting up blood, but realize that these people like are really trying to help you, you know, and they put themselves in a job that's very, very hard as a first responder. And, you know, they're trying to really help you. So try to be as nice as you're able to be. How's that? Yes. I mean, it, it can be tough when you're in pain. You're stressed. It's the middle of the night. You're uncertain about what's going on. But again, remember that a lot of other people there are in the same situation. But screaming, you know, at several people screaming, I'm going to actually sue the hell out of all of you, which actually happens. Have yeah. you ever been in an emergency room and there's some idiot screaming like, I'm suing all of you. If you don't see my sister now, you're all going to go to court and I'm going to ruin you. As yeah. like flashing like their Mercedes, like car key. That's like probably the least effective thing you can yell in an emergency room because we hear it all the time. It's just, I mean, people are just, you know, very unhappy there all the time. Threatening to sue is not going to help you. Plus you want the doctor or nurse concentrating on your actual symptoms, not on like wondering when you're calling your lawyer. Getting you out of there as quickly as they can, not necessarily with the best care possible. Okay, so that was uh, some survival tips. So let's say now you've seen the doctor, you've gotten the problems figured out, or you've at least had some initial testing to rule out the scary stuff. So there's, there's two really important things that you gotta do before you go. Number one, Try, if possible, to get a copy of any lab tests or radiology tests or other studies that were done uh, in the hospital emergency room if the doctor that you're seeing isn't part of the same healthcare system, because it's really important to know what happened there so it doesn't get done again. But actually get the tests. Like if you have blood tests or you had an EKG or you had a chest x-ray, actually get the actual like printout of those actual tests. So many people come to me and they show me the printout of what they wrote from the emergency room and it's like six pages of, oh, if you develop chest pain, please call yeah. this number. Like that's not the stuff that your doctor is going to want to see. They're going to want to actually see what was actually done on you. And the emergency room might not even have it available. So you could ask the emergency room who you call like in a day yeah. or two to actually get them. 
like call like medical records or something like yeah. that. But the, but the other thing is, don't be shy. If you actually really have a regular doctor that you see a lot, you should actually ask the, the emergency room doctor to give your doctor an actual call. I mean, I must get about two or three of those a day where they're like the emergency room from so-and-so even in Florida is on the phone for you. And it's actually helpful because I actually then say to the doctor, oh, can you do this before they leave, blah, 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 or get your staff to fax it over. But, you know, you should actually see if that doctor can communicate with your doctor. And then another really important thing, if you're in the emergency room and they prescribe some medication to you, yeah, that's a great point. You should probably call your pharmacy before you leave and make sure they got the prescription. Because exactly. unfortunately it happens sometimes that it doesn't go through or they forget to actually send it. And then you leave and you don't have the prescription. And now like good luck trying to get someone from the emergency room back on the phone to explain your situation, get them to look up your record and get them to resend the medication. It can take a while. Yeah, because in the, in the old days, they used to give you an actual prescription, but we don't do that anymore. You actually do it all by the internet. And so as a result, you really want to make sure that those electronic transmitted uh, prescriptions went through before you go because it's a lot easier to just remind you know the nurse on the way out that actually my pharmacy didn't get it can you just resend it than it is hours later trying to call back to the er and get them to do something that they neglected to do the first time which brings us back to our first point honestly everybody should preemptively you know under notes in their phone or whatever have like a list of their medications the name and phone number of their normal doctor a list of their allergies but you also might want to have your pharmacy number so you're not sitting there googling it so maybe always when you go to the emergency room in the beginning also have your pharmacy number on you so uh hopefully a uh, very few of you will need to go to the emergency room anytime soon but if you do i hope these tips are helpful and uh hope everyone stays healthy yeah be well if you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com.